Welcome. I'm Sarah Pollock. And I'm Quinn Faison. And together we coach parents of preteens, teens, and young adults at Plan P. We have been there and done that. And when the going got tough, the P was for many things and always for practice, patience, and pause. The work that we do now as coaches has the full support and approval of both of our amazing children and teachers, Ellie and Harrison. So if you're a parent, you've come to the right place. We're going to give you tools to practice clear communication with your children, which will improve your relationships. We are so honored and excited to have you join us on this incredible journey where learning is in the pause and perfection is found in the practicing. Let's get moving. Welcome back to Plan P, the podcast. We are so delighted and excited to have you joining us here another week. And speaking of this week, one of the things that we've been talking about a lot, and we sort of touched on in our back to school episode, is boundaries. And we were talking about them as we go into school. And I've had lots of conversations with parents who were like, oh my God, no, I love to go back to school, which is what you said. Because once they're back in school, there's so many boundaries that are just inherently set. Right. And this week, there have been a lot of parents sort of desperately wanting to know how to set them, when to set them, and where to set them. Yeah. So this week, it's all about boundaries. We talk about boundaries all the time. Because boundaries are so much a part of healthy relationships. They are part of healthy relationships. And they also get talked about a lot in sort of a vague way. So there's a lot of um, people feeling like they don't know how to do them or they're not sure they're doing them right. And you know what else has come up a lot for me in conversations this week with parents? Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to go back to yet another previous episode on the parenting peer pressure. Mm -hmm. This week is all about perimeters. (laughs) Right. That's what boundaries are. And it's not the perimeters that someone else is telling you to set. Right. This is a podcast for parents to come to decide what the best perimeters are within your household. So at the end of this episode, we trust that you will understand why it is clear that boundaries are essential to every healthy relationship, especially with preteens, teens, and young adults. Right. They're, they're hard to set boundaries with because they are at this age, the optimal age for pushing them, putting, <laughs> pulling them, prodding them. All the peas. Yeah. Keep the peas coming. But this week, yeah, boundaries. So let's talk about boundaries. Boundaries are simply perimeters, the parameters of what a parent can and cannot abide by. And I'm going to get back to the toddlers. It's hard enough when they're toddlers, but it's pretty clear when they're toddlers. You know, and I remember reading a million years ago, you know, you weren't supposed to say no, 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 because they heard wah, 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 wah. But hot, danger, car. (laughs) And then with preteens, teens, and young adults, it's like preteens and teens and young adults. Oh, my. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think one of the keys for me, is to remember that the boundary is about me, not about them. Like I see a lot of parents who are trying to control their kids' behavior by setting up a boundary that's about trying to keep the kid in bounds 
rather than where am I comfortable and why am I not comfortable beyond this? You know, bringing it back to ourselves. Right. What are we comfortable, we the parents comfortable with? You know, Daniel Siegel, and just an aside to all listeners, if you haven't watched Daniel Siegel's, I think it's a seven or 13 minute, I think he's got many versions on YouTube (laughs) of the brain in the palm of your hand and understanding the teen brain is so much a part of what we remind parents of in in coaching sessions. It's like, remember, they look like an adult, but remember what their brain is like? It is not normal. (laughs) And, And Daniel Siegel really speaks to this in one of his books, which is called Parenting from the Inside Out. And it's really a book, which I believe on the cover, there's a picture of Oh, a toddler. (laughs) But really, all the same rules apply. And he talks about if parents come from a place of only understanding their experience, Mm -hmm. then they're not setting up a healthy, trusting relationship. And in the same way, if they come only from understanding their child's experience, it's going to be really, really hard for them to set boundaries. Right. It's about uh, balance, right? <laughs> you mean between my understanding and your understanding, yeah, right? Yeah, it's about not forgetting either understanding. It's having empathy for them and knowing clearly what we need. Right. That part that you just said? <laughs> that clarity piece? That clarity about what we want? Yeah. I find that parents, again, it's like I want them to behave better and Clarity when they're toddlers is really easy and clarity becomes harder because those boundaries are expanding. Right. Like the perimeters of where they actually can go in the world. When they're toddlers, they can't cross the street without you. Now they're roaming the world without you. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrifying. And it's exhilarating. It's what we want for our children. Absolutely. We want them to grow up to be their own human beings. We want them to, and I'm using air quotes for this, launch. Right. We want them to go off and set sail. Yes. See the world. Part of the thing about boundaries is what are the, and we sort of touched on this in the last episode, what are the boundaries you want within your home? Right. So what are the things that make the home feel safe to you? And some of that, I mean, for us was what time do they get home? It's also, it's sort of the expectations we have, which we think should be understood and need to be articulated, Uh right? Because there's a a mind reading component that comes with family in particular, right? It's not even, I shouldn't have to say this out loud. It's more just, I assume you understand that when I say late, I mean 11. Or when I say early, I mean, you know, whatever the, Mm. whatever you think. I remember having a, uh, friends who had an argument about brunch because they were going to meet for brunch. And that meant totally different times to both of them. Mm. So there's this same sort of assumption that we can do. I think it's worse with family than with friends because you assume that growing up in the same culture or living in the same house, we have an understanding about what that means. Right. And I think that clarity that you're talking about also sort of spills over into generalizations about feelings even. Mm, Yeah. I assume that this is going to impact you in this way because it impacts me in this way. And that's often true. So it gets reinforced that we do understand. And those times when we don't understand, we're totally blindsided. Right. And getting back to boundaries, clear boundaries within the household, which are 
really important to the parental well-being is what Mm -hmm. I heard you saying. It's like we are setting these boundaries for ourselves. And as our children age, get older, have full capacity of language, and even though their brain may not seem like it's working, and if you watch Daniel Siegel's video, you will see they are working. They are building new neural pathways. They are strengthening things. They are doing all those things. And we really can sit down and have conversations with them if we don't explode, if we don't get into our feelings and our fear that they are trying to make our home unsafe. Right. That's not what they're trying to do. It's really not. They're learning what they Mm. want, right? Right. Where they feel safe and they are testing those limits. Right. Because that's their job right now. (laughs) Right. One of the things that we believe very strongly here at Plan P is that boundaries are not barriers. Right. They, in fact, make communication easier. Because if you have clearly set boundaries, then if a boundary is crossed, then that's a reason for conversation. And you don't have to lose your composure. You can sit down and say, we had this clear conversation. Help me understand. You didn't get home until 1130. We said 11 o'clock. Let's talk about that. Right. And sometimes it's because 11 o'clock really is too early and you can discover that with them. And sometimes what's important becomes recognizing that they've lost some trust in that. Trust is a big part of this whole process with them, right? It's... If they can keep the boundaries, then they earn trust and maybe those things shift over time because they're showing that they're mature enough to have a little bit more running room. (laughs) Yeah, a little more running room. They're going to run. They may not like it all the time. No. I really, truly believe that boundaries, if set clearly, are opportunities for conversation, not combat. Yeah, absolutely. Opportunities which we have to take as well, right? Because the kids are going to try and engage in combat. (laughs) (laughs) So a good boundary has basically two parts, right? Yes. The first part we've been talking about, it's about the clarity of the communication, right? Making sure that you're on the same page. Right, right. And if you don't start there, then it might as well not be there. And if you start by nailing a boundary and saying this is hard and fast and not having the conversation first, we're not helping them learn how to communicate. We're not helping them learn how to think. Mm. Thank you for that. Keep going. (laughs) So then the second part is to have thought through the consequences and whether or not that's part of the conversation probably depends a little bit on uh, your relationship at the time, but you need to, whether you communicate it or not, have clear consequences in mind. Otherwise you're caught sort of, having to make it up on the spot, which is never a good idea. Right. Um, mainly because you'll say things that either you don't want to enforce or um, that are too ridiculous because and we're in the heat of the moment. The other thing is that there are some natural consequences which you don't need to state. Right. And that's the thing that parents get stuck with a lot. Humans perhaps get stuck with, but we're talking about parents. So I worked with someone years ago who didn't, we set some really clear boundaries with Harrison by Mm -hmm. having him picked up in the middle of the night by the big guys and taking him to Utah. This is someone who didn't 
have those means to be able to send a child to Utah. I mean, that's a unique percentage of the population. And I think it's really important that we acknowledge that. Right. And I'm going to call her CJ just because I can. (laughs) Her child was stealing from her regularly. And was doing drugs. And right. that's why they were stealing. And this got worse and worse. And they they were over 18. And the natural consequence of that at a certain point was, I think I need to kick him out of the house, which of course is like the single most terrifying thing I think that a parent can do. Yeah, absolutely. Totally hard decision to make. Takes, yeah. And she said it numerous times, if you do this again, if you do this again, and he was on some serious drugs. So of course he was doing it again. He was doing it again and again and again. And um, she kicked him out. That was the natural and stated consequence. I mean, she stated, I mean, she stated again and again and again, and then he kept doing the same thing again and again and again. And when she actually did it, he was like furious. And that was the natural progression for them. Right. I don't think, I mean, she, I think she needed to quote unquote threaten it a number of times for herself. Right. I mean, it's hard the thing about hard and fast boundaries and moving them because that's what a lot of times happens. It All- reminded me of a time talking with Harrison where you threatened sending him away and he basically rolled his eyes or did something. And I was able to say in that moment, we really don't want to do that. But we are headed that way. You don't remember that at all. Do I don't you? remember that at all. At all, at all. Yeah. No, it was a, it was like a month before our, we actually did. Yeah, we were we were already talking about it. So. Yeah. See, I never would have let that slip because that would have been like my secret weapon, as it were. I don't know if secret weapon, but that was like, ooh, I'm holding this. It's fascinating to me. I totally believe that it happened. <laughs> That reminds me of how many boundaries I set on on voice memo. Yeah, yeah. I'm grabbing my phone now to hold it up because I would say, okay, and this is the rule. And I'd say, I'd voice record the whole thing. Okay, Harrison, so this is the rule. Do you understand? He would say yes. And then I'd be saying the same thing in the same voice memo. I mean, there might be hundreds on my phone. Yeah. I, I don't well, get rid of them. The other thing is, as soon as you set something down, a teenager in particular or a preteen, a young adult, will figure out the way to be within the letter of the law. Oh, my God. <laughs> but break the spirit of the law. So part of that crossing the boundary is, oh, but I thought, you know, we we said you can't smoke in the house. And so he would go out onto the little roof outside his window, <laughs> which, of course, we didn't want him to do either, and smoke there because it wasn't in the house. So then, you know, we had to make it the property lines. Yeah. It just, they're very smart and they will find a way to sort of stay within the letter. And right. And the more clarity you have about your hard lines. Right. And, and then are you allowed to come home high because you got high outside the home or you drank outside the home, outside the property lines, but you came home. And here's the thing, parents of preteens, teens, and young adults, the majority, and I can find you statistics that say it's 51%, and I can find you statistics that say it's 98% of kids who are going to experiment with drugs or alcohol 
in some way. Yeah. So if you make a hard and fast rule, make the decision about what are you willing to live with and not willing to live with. Yeah. Boundaries need to be reasonable. Right. Because if they're not reasonable, I mean, if it's never drink, never smoke pot, never, then you're really just setting them up to break the rule behind your back. Right. right? And whereas if it's something more on the line of, if you ever get into trouble, I will come pick you up or... I only want you to do it when you're home with us. You know, like there are a million different ways that you will be more comfortable with your child, but it's important to sort of identify what, where your comfort zone is so that you can find boundaries that you will stick to. Right. Cause con- the other thing is the consequences are going to have impact on you, the parent, as we learned, because if you ground them and they have to stay home, guess who else has to stay home? Yeah. We used to threaten taking away the phone and then we never wanted to take it away because it was our means of communication. Right. I've talked to lots of parents about tracking their child. I could track them. Like, (laughs) is that the relationship you want with your child? We don't want to end up policing the relationship. Right. So that's part of the balance in finding boundaries and the consequences for them. Right. And then that consistency part. Mm Mm-hmm. That is, I think, I mean, understanding your boundaries. So really taking a little time to yourself first, then with any other parenting parties or guardianship parties, and then really being consistent. And if you and another parent are in different homes and you're differently consistent, kids are going to learn. The more you can be consistent together, the better the whole family structure will be. They do understand that there are different rules in different households. Yep. You have different styles. Yep. And so you know what? Things will be different. You know what I find? The parent who has the more consistent, solid boundaries. It's yes. It, it, it's harder for the parent to hold on to those and it builds a better relationship. Yeah. Because I was con- say that's the trusted parent. Exactly. Because c- consistency is the key to trust. Trust has a couple of different meanings. So I might not trust you to do what I want, but if I can trust that you will do the thing that I, you know, if I can know what your reaction is going to be, because it's consistent. I was consistently insane. (laughs) I mean, that's right. Yes. There is truth to that. I was very consistent. (laughs) Yes. And I wouldn't say insane. Reactive. (laughs) I was very consistently having to be scraped off the ceiling. Yes. And here's the thing about kids. They will learn to trust us to be who we are. And this is, again, one of those relationship things. Mm-hmm. I want to trust you. Oh, hold on. You're a teenager. Am I willing to trust you within the parameters? Tell me what you feel safe trusting them to be. Right. And the same is true of us as parents. If I say absolutely none, and we had really good reasons for saying absolutely no drugs or alcohol in the home. Right. You're an addict. Yep. And you felt unsafe in the home with those things. And we were consistent in our repeating the same thing over and over and over again and expecting them to hear us. Right. And you explained it so compassionately, especially with Harrison towards the end, before he went away. 
it's a tricky, hard thing. I have this boundary. It's for me. Right. I realized years later that I got right on board with that because I was 100% behind it. We have different agreements within the home around drugs and alcohol. Right. Can I tell them what our thing is? Sure. <laughs> I am allowed to have one bottle of wine open in the house. Did right. I get that right? Yeah. Am I right about that boundary? Yeah, you are right about that boundary. And the kids knew that that was the rule and I respect it. And I wanted them to just see that I respect it and therefore they should too. Yeah. And I think it actually ended up confusing them because if you could have a, a bottle of wine, why couldn't they have other things, whatever the other things were? Yeah. I don't, I mean, we'd have to ask them. We would have to ask them. We had no problem stating that as an absolute boundary and they had no problem running over it on the regular basis. Yeah. And we had no consequences for it. Right. Because we didn't really know what to the, do. The consequence for them running over that line was confiscation. Right. Which put us in the, or me in the position of actually handling the drugs, which was not good. Right. That consequence caused me more problems than it solved. I just talked to a parent the other day who's like, I need to talk to name of child because I know they smoked weed in the house last night, but she wasn't freaking out about it. Right. She was coming to me. We were going to talk about it. She was going to make, Oh, here's that thing, a plan. Right. She's the, you know, she realized this is something I want to take the time to consider what is going to be safe for us, the parents right. And for the child. And how can we work through that? And that takes time. Being clear about it with yourself allows you to find something that's reasonable. Right. And and knowing why it's important to you can help you know what parts of it can be flexible or not flexible. Like, where is that hard line, as right. you were talking about? And this can be applied to everything, right? Mm-hmm. It's homework. It's- that morning routine, all of these things. What are the boundaries? What am I willing to do? Am I willing to say, if you're not ready to go at 8.30, I love you and I'm leaving. Right. And the consequence might be missing a day of school if they, and that will have other consequences. Right. A lot of the natural consequences are not things you have to do anything about. Teachers well, will will provide some of those consequences. Yes, and sometimes that is a consequence waterfall, as I've witnessed. Right. <laughs> okay, you didn't get in the car. I left. You stayed home and smoked weed all day. You didn't go to school at all. Now what we do, we do, Sarah. I don't right. know. What do you want to do? Some kids are going to say, oh, you know what? They didn't get me to school Hey, mom, I'm getting on the bus. Can you call the school? I mean, different kids respond differently. Right. And as parents, to let them at these ages determine that. And and then as parents, especially if they're under 18, we get to make different responses. And if they're over 18, as I said with CJ, there are other options after 18. And we know parents who've been like, okay, you either can move out or you can go to rehab. There is many options, but if you don't start with clear boundaries, Mm -hmm. the relationships are harder. Right. Because then they come to expect things and we come to resent them. If I set a boundary and then you break it and I don't do anything about it, 
you're going to trust me to be someone who doesn't doesn't really set her own boundaries. Yeah, and once you start not keeping boundaries, then it's hard to take the next boundary seriously. Oh my right? god, it's so much harder. It becomes harder and harder. So, parents out there, take the time. And it takes time. If you do it on the fly, on the fly, on the fly, setting boundaries like this, yeah, they're usually not in the right place or the consequences are harder on you than on them. And Yeah. And the relationships become harder and harder. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you don't love them. And it doesn't mean they don't love you. This isn't about love. This is about setting boundaries that will help you in all areas of your life. I almost guarantee it. Yeah. Take the time to, oh, wait for it. Practice. Practice. (laughs) (laughs) So. Which leads us to this week's uh, actionable tip to practice. (laughs) So our actionable tip to practice this week is to set a boundary with yourself. Define a perimeter. I got to keep it to P. Uh, Yes. That means really taking the time to think about it and what the consequences are and is it reasonable? What about it is important? And I just also want to tag in a little bit what's in within your control. Like there are some things that are not within your control, not within your right. kids' control. You need to sort of pay attention to that idea also as you're thinking about where the boundary should be. I'm going to sort of up the ante a little. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, I would start by practicing a perimeter that is has nothing to do with anyone else. In other words, yours truly Mm -hmm. has a boundary. I have set a goal for myself, a perimeter that I need to exercise. Exercise is big with, oh, I don't know, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Introduce me to a person. There are a couple of people who know how to do it regularly. I'm not amongst them. And I've listened to endless numbers of podcasts and on and on. I have this boundary for myself. I'm going to do... 25 squats twice a day. That seems easy to maintain, right? <laughs> yeah, right. You you can tell perhaps by Quinn's laughter how often I do this. And sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. The alarm goes off a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a boundary. If I don't do that, then I don't get ice cream. Ooh, how have I been doing with that? <laughs> yeah. So now I'm sharing it with you, Quinn, and with all of you. So when I see the ice cream come out, I should ask, have you done all your squats today? And I'll have to do 50 right there and then, (laughs) but I'll get them done. I think that that's a great opportunity to set a boundary. I won't do this. I won't cross this line and whatever that line is. Right. And it can be driving. I won't yell at the other drivers. (laughs) I'm actually really, really good at that now. I don't do that much anymore. Um, But I was talking to a parent the other day who was like, I don't understand. I don't understand. And we were using a whole heck of a lot of driving metaphors in in that session. So I was like, well, so tell me about like real life driving. Oh, Sarah, you know, (laughs) so set some behavior of your own that you would like to change, that you would like to set a boundary around going to sleep too late, bringing the blue light into the bedroom, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So start there, practice that, maybe share it with someone else to keep you on task as it were. 
And think about what the natural consequences of it are, just so that you have some practice with consequences as well. I think that's right. The natural consequences for your squats versus ice cream is no doubt in your jeans fitting or not. (laughs) Right. Those are natural consequences. Those are natural consequences. Yep. And then think about a boundary within your home that you want to set with your child. Ponder it. Talk to other parents. Think about how realistic it is. Think about the natural consequences to you Uh of holding it and not holding it. Right. Well, and the natural consequences to them. This boundary stuff is, is real. If you do it consciously, slowly, and carefully. And you also want to think, is it reasonable? Because we've just yes. talked about a lot of hours which weren't really reasonable. Right. Some of the reasonableness is what's in your control or what's in their control. If they're getting rides with other people, then maybe they can't be promised to be someplace on time or... Right. You know, so make sure that you're taking in what's really within their control and what's within your control in terms of the consequences. Yes. I would suggest (laughs) that you clearly document it because did I mention teenagers? (laughs) No, I didn't say that. Yeah. To Quinn's point. Well, I said that, but I didn't, you know, I didn't realize you didn't mean the roof wasn't okay. Right. So, you know, you can always sit down and revise it. You're yeah. right. I, I, it didn't occur to me that you considered the roof not part of the house. <laughs> you're right. It's not in the house. It's on the house. But I see you. You're smart. Cool. And give them the credit for being creative. Doesn't mean you have to erase everything. It doesn't mean you have to feel like, oh, I'm such an idiot. Why didn't I think of that? And it doesn't mean that you, that they don't have the consequences. I mean, Right. It will depend, right? It might you might decide, yeah, they got around it and redefinition is the answer. And it might be, yeah, they got around it and the consequence is happening even though technically you got around it. Right. So yes, you are on the house, not in the house. And you know what the funny thing is, kid? You know what I know you to be? Smart and slippery maybe, but the consequences are coming out. The truth is that boundaries make our children feel safer. Yes. Just like when they were babies, you swaddled them. That's right. So that they could feel the boundary of their body. Right. They're they're grown up. They've got the world and they know that. And that is both exhilarating and terrifying to them. Right. And so if they know that you are solid... I know I can come home to you and this is what I'm going to get and you're not going to lose your shit. (laughs) Right? Right. Then that you become that consistent adult in their life who is worthy of trust. Well, there's a whole new podcast. Maybe that's next week. Yeah. Trustworthiness. They really do want you to be a safe, consistent place. So keep identifying the perimeters, Mm -hmm. your boundaries, stay safe within those that you set for yourself. And always remember, practice, practice, practice. Because change takes time and patience and practice. Practice. (laughs) 
Thank you so much for tuning in to Plan P. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and gained some valuable takeaways that you can practice this week. And remember, change takes time and practice. To stay connected with us and ensure you never miss an episode, make sure to hit that subscribe button and share our podcast with friends, family, or any other parents who could benefit from our discussions. You can also keep up with all things Plan P on Instagram and TikTok at Plan P is for. If you have any burning questions or specific topics which you'd like us to address on the show, please just email us at connect at planp.us. If you want to talk to one of us, go to our website at planp.us to learn about us and schedule your free coaching session online. All details and links will be in the show notes. We can't wait to reconnect with you on the next episode. See you next week.